Thank you for joining us for this recent message from Freedom Ministries in Crossit, Arkansas. Connect with us online at freedomministriescrossit.com and let us know what God is doing in your life through this ministry. Now prepare your heart to hear a word that we pray will bless your life. I give God praise. We've been uh, learning about authority. Um, the last couple of weeks, we've learned about it in Sunday school and in prayer this morning, and I just want to bring my, my little bit that God shown me at... Um, isn't the presence of God that this praise and worship team brings in wonderful? I went to, uh, I went to visit um, the Joneses' house at, for our home group this week. And you know that it's Sister Dana's anointing to bring in the presence of God because it doesn't matter where she's at, when she's at her house or when she's here, she brings in the presence of God. And so I was sitting there, the presence of God came in, and... <coughs> God gave me a vision of a coin in a fish's mouth. And I said, okay, God, what do you want me to say about it? He didn't say anything else. I said, okay, okay, God, I got this now. I got this. I said, we're going we're gonna to talk it up a little bit. You know, we're going to put some marketing behind it. And, uh, okay, so I'm going to say, Holy Ghost, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, God says there's a financial breakthrough that's coming in here, because, and I'm going to read the scripture. It's going to be fantastic, God. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be, it's going to be magnificent. And the Holy Ghost said, I didn't tell you to say that. So you can't say God said. Okay, that's right. I can't say God said. I'm going to have to say I said, and there ain't no authority in me saying it. So what am I going to say? Okay, well, I can't just say, I see a coin in a fish's mouth and be done. I can't just say that, Holy Ghost. Can't, is that actually what you want me to say? What else am I, like, I have to give a word, you know, that people expect something. When you, if you say, I hear, I, God show me a vision, they want something else. And so I open up my mouth and I say, the Holy Ghost, I, I, I believe the Holy Ghost wants to have, give somebody a financial breakthrough because this is what I saw. Holy Ghost showed me a coin in a fish's mouth. And I wanted to say something else, and I stopped right there. And there's a, there was a couple there, and one of them sitting, was sitting next to me, and he starts laughing to where he's almost falling off the chair. And the other one, the presence of God just comes on, and she's crying. And I, and, I, and I only focus on the laughing because I want to turn and say, no, you need to quit because I know that this sounds dumb. I know that there's nothing else to this coin in a fish's mouth. Stop laughing at me. But I, but I just sat and waited to see what the Holy Ghost was going to do. But, and I learned something right then. <laughs> that, uh, what, what I eventually learned was that uh, these two had been in prayer over, the, over oh, something in their finances. And God had given them that scripture where, G, where Jesus sent them to go find a coin in a fish's mouth. And that it was confirmation that that was what God, that God was going to work a miracle in their finances. I didn't know all that. All I knew was just to say, I see a coin in a fish's mouth. And the presence of God came in in that. And I learned right there to just obey the Holy Ghost and to not ask any questions. Amen. 
I don't have to know. I don't have to figure it out. I don't have to talk it up because we get in. You know, if I, if I say it's a prophecy from God, I can't add my own two cents to it. I can't talk it up a little bit and explain it. I did, after the anointing came in for a second, I did go on and say, now this is me talking here, and, and I talked a little bit. Um, but I didn't interrupt what God was doing, and I sure didn't say that God said anything else than what God said to me, which was, I just saw it in my eye. I actually reasoned with him. You know, it felt like I was reasoning a long time. I think it was probably five seconds. But um, I was saying, well, God, a coin is just a coin. That's just one thing that's not even a financial breakthrough. So all this stuff comes into my mind, you know. And we get into trouble when we get into our mind because there's not any authority in my mind. And the problem is, <clears throat> a lot of times, I'm trying to figure out what makes sense. And the Holy Ghost doesn't make any sense to my mind. But my mind makes sense to itself. And so, it starts to sound real good. And then I get real confused. <laughs> Amen. Now, we've all been there, though. We've all been in a place where we know, we know we hear the voice of God. We know we do, and there's a scripture that in John chapter 10 that proves that we do. It says, John chapter 10, verse 3, To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he call his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of a stranger. So the Bible proves, now we say all the time, I'm not really sure if it's God. No, we know which one is God. We know it. And we allow the enemy to come in and put all these thoughts in our head that confuse us about whether we know it. But the truth is, I know the voice of God. I know it. You know it if you're saved. You know the voice of God. If you're not even saved and you feel the Holy Ghost pulling on you to be saved and you hadn't decided if you want to be yet, even you know the voice of God. We know the voice of our Father because the Bible says we do. And if we think we don't, the devil is a lie. Because it doesn't line up with what the Bible says. Amen? <clears throat> Pastor brought out in the, um, in the, in the fast this week uh, about how the Holy Spirit, in Genesis 1-2, we find the Holy Spirit, he's just hovering. Just hovering. Just hanging out. We don't know how long, for however long the earth had been in existence before that moment. He was just hovering, waiting in the dark, over the waters, until God spoke. And he did exactly what God told him to do. He said, let there be light. Holy Spirit is the doer of the voice of God in the earth. He went, Psh, light. There's no sun, there's no stars, there's no moon, there's no nothing, just light. Holy Ghost just says, God said light, there's light. They're in perfect unity. God says, let there be plants and animals and trees and all the other things. It's there. Okay, now separate the waters and form the land. He does it. He doesn't do anything that the Father didn't speak out of his mouth. 
And as, as I was listening, I realized our authority comes from unity with God. When I'm in unity with Him and I hear His voice and I do it, and I don't, if I'm in unity with Him, I recognize His voice and I recognize when it's a stranger's voice, even if the stranger's voice is my own voice. Our mind is the greatest enemy to us taking authority. If we can get out of our mind for a little bit, we can have authority. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 15 of John chapter 10 says, The Father, Jesus said, The Father knows me, and I know the Father. And then he tells us the secret of how the Father knows him and he knows the Father. Because the, the breakthrough is in unity, in knowing him and in knowing his voice. He says, because I lay down my life. Amen. It's not a big spirit. I mean, it is a big spiritual thing, but it's not a big complicated thing. I just lay down my life. And I have unity with my Father. And He knows me, and I know Him, and I know His voice when He speaks to me, and then I can do it. I was, say, I was telling in Sunday school this last night, I had a dream about one of my children. And woke up from the dream, and, I, and in the dream I saw the root of a problem that we're dealing with. And, and I wanted to just roll back over and go back to sleep. You know, I, was going, I said, I'm just going to lay here and pray a little bit. And knowing I was going to kind of fall asleep while I was praying because I was, it was 4 a.m. And uh, I want to go back to sleep. And, I, and the Holy Ghost just shook me in that bed and said, if you don't get up right now and take authority over this spirit, it's going to overtake. And I said, and I had a, I had a, a decision right then. Now, there could have been, I could have, if I had waited for a second, the other thoughts come, and because that's what happens. When I wait for a second, I start the other thoughts co- start coming in and saying, oh, it doesn't really matter if you sit up or if you lay down or if you do whatever. It doesn't really matter. You just pray and say, I take authority in the name of Jesus. No, I had to get up and do exactly what God said. When I was at the cell group Wednesday night, I had to say exactly what God said. I couldn't, couldn't try to make it pretty it up, like I can pretty up something God said. It's already beautiful. I didn't have to try to make it be anything else. I could just say what God said. Hallelujah. And if I can hear his voice and I can do it so quickly, now see, it would have, it would have been even better. That's what I'm learning. If I had just done it immediately instead of me, and then I wouldn't, but then I wouldn't have this funny story to tell y'all about how those, but that's what happens. We know, we know the voice of God. Let's say that out loud. I know the voice of God. I know him. I know God's voice. There is no doubt in my mind that I know the voice of God. And there is no doubt in my mind that you know the voice of God because the Bible says it. And so when we wait a second on obeying him, when he speaks, that's when our mind comes in, the devil in our mind, and says... Oh, you know, it's not in, that may, may not be in order. Um, that may not be the right time. That may not be, um, you know, what he said to me. Well, you've got to dress it up a little bit. Now, when has the devil ever cared about how you present the gospel? 
He will use, that's what, that's what we had to see, how, how, what, how good of a liar he is. Because he will use the things of God to try to convince you to not obey God. And in our mind, it makes perfect sense. Because when I come in agreement with my mind, then I have, we have a choice. Do I come in agreement with what the Spirit said, or do I come into agreement with whatever this mind is, is trying to do right in this second? And I make that choice in that second. If I come in agreement with my mind, then I am in the mind. If I come in agreement with the Spirit, then I am in the Spirit, and I have all authority. And if the Holy Ghost says, pray over this person and they're going to be healed, I have all authority over that sickness. All authority, because Jesus gave us all authority. Amen? But if I come in agreement with the mind and say, oh, oh, that's right. That isn't a good time to do it. Oh, that's right. Somebody, yeah, I may not actually have authority over this particular area. I should probably keep my mouth shut. Oh, you're, that is, that's right, because um, something else is going on right now. Uh, the, the music may be getting quite right, because what I have to say may not go with the music, and so I need to think about that a minute. Our, our minds, do, do does that what goes through our mind? Okay. That's what goes through our mind. When we wait just a second, just a second, we hear the Holy Ghost and we wait a second. Go witness to that person. Oh, I don't even know that person. Oh, look, I've talked God out of witnessing to somebody in Walmart before because and waited because I knew at the end of it, I, y'all, Holy Ghost makes me tell myself sometimes, I guess. I've, I've, talked God out of, I've talked to God long enough and reasoned long enough until they were gone on out of the aisle and I knew I couldn't find them anymore. And then I was like, oh, I missed that one. <laughs> We miss the Holy Ghost. We miss the Holy Ghost when we reason in our mind. We read this the scripture in Mark this morning in Sunday school that says that the enemy comes immediately to get the word. When the word comes from the spirit to my spirit and I say, oh, I need to say this. Oh, I need to pray this prayer. Oh, I need to take authority over this spirit. Oh, I better run to the church because I need to be there. Oh, I need to hug this person. Whatever the spirit is saying, whatever the spirit is saying, then the enemy comes immediately is what it says. Immediate. That means as soon as the word comes, the other one comes. And so I have about half a second to decide Am I going to obey God or am I not? Now, I'm not saying we can't go on and obey God. I'm saying it becomes more difficult the longer we entertain our mind to say, because before, if we entertain it more than even really a couple seconds, we are so confused. I really don't even know what God, what God, did God, it's the same thing that happened in the Garden of Eden. Did God really say, did he really say that? And then he's all confused, and, and we get all confused. Well, is that really what God said? Did he actually mean this? Did he mean to say it this way? Uh, it's probably not really even a good time for it. Maybe you say it after church. Maybe you do this. Maybe you do that. It's our mind. When we can get a grasp of taming that mind, and that our mind is not our friend. Our mind is our enemy. Our mind is our... I don't think we're getting it. Let's say it out loud. My mind is the enemy of my authority. My mind is the enemy 
of my authority. My authority comes from the spirit. Confusion only comes from my mind. When the mind comes in with all these other what ifs, what do you think about all these things? I don't want to think about it. I want to obey the Holy Ghost. What did the Holy Ghost say? He said, coin in a fish mouth. And he was done. He was done, but that was all Holy Ghost had to say. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. There's a... You know how we don't understand... Because there are parts of the Bible that we don't like to read. Because we, it takes us so far out of our mind and what we think about how to be a Christian that... We're very uncomfortable with it. We were talking at, at prayer Thursday, and I said, did you know, because we're about how big our authority is, and that how, after praying for two weeks, really, about authority, I have, I have enough of a revelation of it to know that I only have about this much of like an iceberg size of how much authority we actually have. Did you know that Jesus told his disciples that he breathed on them, he put the Holy Ghost in them, and he said he sent them out as God sent Jesus out, just like God sent Jesus, Jesus sent them in the same authority. And here's what he said. If you, if you, you can go heal the sick, you can raise the dead. And if you do all these miracles, and if you forgive somebody, God will forgive them. But if you choose to hold someone's sin against them in the authority that God has placed you in, God will not forgive that person. That is a crazy amount of authority that I can't even begin to comprehend. And it also is a huge weight of responsibility of the authority that I have. I, I don't have a, if I don't forgive someone, they may go to hell because I'm blocking God moving in their life because I'm using the authority that God placed me in to say, not this person, Holy Ghost. I don't know what that says about my own trip to heaven, but help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. So there's a lot of authority. Here's, here's another one. It's in Luke chapter 16, and we're going to read it. Luke chapter 16, starting with verse 1. Jesus said to his disciples, There was a certain rich man which had a steward. And the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship. So he made him accountable. He's taking his authority. Give an account of thy stewardship. For thou may no longer be a steward. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship. I cannot dig, I'm ashamed to beg, I am resolved what to do, that when I am put out of this stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of the Lord's debtors unto him, and he said unto the first, How much owest thou unto my Lord? And he said, A hundred measures of oil. And he said unto him, Take thy bill, and write down quickly, Fifty. Then he said to another, How much owest thou? And he said, A hundred measures of wheat. And he said unto him, Take thy bill and write fourscore. And the Lord commended 
the unjust steward because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. And I say unto you, make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when you fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitation. Does that not just blow your churchy mind? That Jesus would look at, and there's a, and there's a, there's a truth in this. I'm not just saying it to say that things blow our mind in the Bible. Jesus said about the unjust steward that he was commended for being wise. <coughs> but he had stole his master's money. And then he had kind of defrauded him a little bit of the rest of, <laughs> of some money that was owed him. And, and Jesus says, and, and he actually says a few verses later, if you love unrighteous mammon, you can't love God. But a few verses earlier, he says, Jesus commands us to be friends of the mammon of unrighteousness. We're fixing to get it. Okay. This man recognized the authority that he had in his own situation. And he recognized that he had messed up. He, was, he had done wrong. He had not obeyed his master. He had not obeyed the Lord. But he looked around at his circumstances and he said, I have to improve myself. I, I'm about to be in trouble because I have disobeyed the Lord. So what can I do? Oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to use what I still have authority over. And I am going to use it wisely so that Everybody gets taken care of. That is what Jesus was commending in the man because he said, make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness. Don't serve money. A lot of us serve money. We put our jobs before church. We put our jobs before God. We put, our, we put money and getting money before other things. He said, don't serve it. Don't love it. But use it wisely in order to make friends who will receive you. Okay. Help us, Holy Ghost, to see the revelation of this man, the unjust steward. He goes on to say, make yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when you fail, you may they may receive you into everlasting habitation. He that is faithful... And that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust into the least is unjust also in much. If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? So the Lord came and looked at this man. He said, you're not doing right. I want an account of everything. And the man took authority for the first time. He said, I'm, I'm going to settle my Lord's debts. It may not be what he wants. It may not have been the right thing to do because I've really messed up. But I'm going to settle this. And he the, it says the Lord looked at him and he saw that he was wise and he commended him because he chose in that moment to be faithful over a little thing. 
And the Bible says, and God says, that if we're faithful over money, then God knows He can trust us with true riches. If we're faithful in a little thing, a little bit of obedience, a little bit of taking our authority, then God knows He can trust us in taking greater authority. We can't handle a demon-possessed person walking in here if I can't take authority over my Sunday school class. I, we can't handle a major, you know, a lot of times we think about God using us and we see ourselves like, I, this is what I do anyway, I see myself like Benny Hinn, you know. I'm going to wave my hand and folks are going to be healed. But I won't ever get there if I don't take authority over a little sickness in my own life. I won't ever get to prosperity running over and rolling over if I don't take authority over the little bit that's in my checking account. I won't ever get to have magnificent, wonderful breakthroughs every time I stand up if I don't press and do everything it takes to get the little bit of breakthrough over the little bit of thing that I am over right now. Hallelujah. Every one of us have a sphere of authority that we operate in. Every one of us. Some of us is big. Some of us is little. But if I don't take authority over my little sphere that's in my authority, then God can't expand that authority into all these things that I want him to do. How many of us have ever prayed, God, if you could just give me like, Four million dollars. You know, this is all the things I would do. I'd do so much for the kingdom of God. I'm not going to get four million dollars until I'm faithful to do what God said with the four dollars. If God said give four dollars, then eventually he'll say give 40. Then he'll say give 400. Then he'll say give 4,000. And I have to be faithful over the little things. And God is saying here that if you use your money to give and to sow, that's what he means by making friends of them. And we use it as a tool and we don't allow it to use us. I use it. I take authority over money. I take authority over my family. If you don't have a position or a Sunday school class or anything, you have authority over your home. I take authority over my home. Elder Robert gave me a wonderful revelation yesterday we were up here praying and he said in our old house we had dandelions everywhere they covered the whole yard they covered the flower bed they covered everything and then all the birds would come after the dandelions and it was a nuisance he said and so we moved into our new house and every time you you see a dandelion he sprays it he goes and gets one little dandelion sprays it with Roundup and it's done he said I don't have a problem with dandelions Because he takes authority over his home. Now, that is in the natural. But he took authority and he said, I'm not going to have dandelions in my yard. My kids love dandelions, but they like to blow them. But he said, I'm not going to have any dandelions in my yard. And so he took authority over any, if, if one came up, that's what you said, if, one, if you saw one dandelion, he went and killed that dandelion. In our area of authority, if we allow one little thing to go wrong. Now, see, this is where the devil lies to us in this, okay? I was, in my previous career, I was a manager. I, I 
was a managed some managers and managed some other people directly. And I, there were things that I was meticulous about because in the world we call it meticulous. I didn't want, I wanted my reports to come in. I wanted them to look exactly the same every time. I wanted the same colors to be used. I wanted everything to be exactly the same. And if it wasn't exactly the same, doesn't matter how wonderful of an idea that they had about how they could improve it. I did not want that. I wanted it to be exactly the same every time because I had authority I had an answer to too and they expected it to be it had to go into a, another thing that was going to a client and everything had to look all right and so I knew the the larger picture of where it was going and so it had to look exactly the same every time now in the world we call that being meticulous and they taught and they applauded in the business world but for some reason we get in our mind in spiritual things that that's control but that is not control. That's taking authority. If any little thing comes up in my realm of authority and I allow it to stay, I'm giving up authority in that area. And Elder Roberts said, I don't know about plants as much, but he said if, you, if he had let the dandelions go, they'd be everywhere, all over the whole yard, which I'm sure is true because it's a weed and weeds go everywhere. And so... In my area of authority, it is not control for me to say, this does not line up with what God said. You have to get out. You have to stop. This has to be done. No more dandelions. No more. It's the little things. And I, if we take authority over the little things that we think is, well, I'm just going to let that go. We, um, I'm, I'm just going to let that go. It's not a big deal. Uh, it's, it's not really hurting anything right now. It doesn't go away because we're not dealing with a person. We're dealing with a spirit. The person may go away, but the spirit is coming back because the spirit is going to keep on taking ground until it's a big thing to take authority over. So I got, and this is going to sound so simple when it comes out of my mouth. I got a revelation, a revelation. You know, we see, th I'm talking about a revelation this week in prayer. That the way I take authority is directly related to the way I hear and obey God. When I hear the Holy Ghost... I don't come off what the Holy Ghost said. It doesn't matter. That's simple. I don't come off what the Holy Spirit said to me. That's it. If he says, coin in a fish mouth, I don't add to it. I don't take away from it. I don't come off of it. I don't entertain any other thought. If I say, let's, let's do this with this person over here, and all the other voices come and say, well, what about, what about this and what about that? And all those things start making sense to me. I don't come off of what the Holy Spirit said. That is a simple truth that every one of us can take home that will change our lives. Because if I hear the Holy Spirit and I know what God said, and we know, we already know that we know what God says. We know 
the voice of our Father. And I can grab it. And I don't let go of it. And I cling to it so tightly that I can easily discern that, well, what are you saying? That, that kind of makes sense to my mind, but hang on. Does that line up with what the Holy Spirit just said to me? It does not. No. Then the answer is no. No. I am not listening to that. No, I'm not listening to that. Holy Ghost says, if Holy Ghost says, leave your kids alone and pray over them. And then one day it comes up and says, our mind is like, oh, well, this is a wonderful opportunity. Look, my kid is now, he's, it looks like he's ready to, rec- to really receive something from God. And I want to go and really tell him, invite him to church, make sure he's, you know, t- talk to him about the things of God and his salvation. But did the Holy Spirit tell you something different than what he said last time? Because we knew the voice of God and all these other things come in and try to mess with it. And it's usually when we're right at the point of a breakthrough that is going to change our life forever. And in the name of Jesus, Father, we take authority over our minds, God, in the name of Jesus. We have to recognize that if it's from the Spirit, it's always in order. If it's from the Spirit, it's always the right time. If God says do it now, it's always the right time. Let's all stand. Hallelujah, Jesus. We hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. For more information and to stay connected with us, find us on Facebook or the web at freedomministriescrossit.com.